0: Welcome to Time Enough Podcast. It's where we get into all the episodes of the Twilight Zone and beyond. This is Matt here. There is Mark there.
1: Hi, it's special guest Mark. For yeah, special spe- special Christmas.
0: This is a very special episode of Time Enough Podcast. It's it's not the Twilight Zone today. It's not even one step beyond. It's Carol for another Christmas, which um, I'm going to
1: guess. Were you? Did you know this existed? <laughs> nope. Okay. I mean um, nobody did for 48 years, right? This is, wasn't that how long it was in the in the vault. Yes, you the Disney are, vault.
0: You are correct, which I will say in the Disney vault. Yes. Uh which <laughs> <laughs> it, it was in the Mank vault. The vault yeah. of Mank, uh, yeah. probably. Yeah. S- sounds smelly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh I will just get right into this trivia because uh I, we started 5 minutes late because I had to like write a book and uh mm-hmm. yeah. And I skipped major actors in this because half of Hollywood is in it. Half of acting is in it. There's lots of Brits too, isn't there? Yep. Okay, off we go. <clears throat> Usually I don't do that directly into the mic, but it was for effect. It's a rhetorical <laughs> trick. I think I explain everything that happens. <laughs> Original air date was December 28th, 1964. It was the first of four TV specials meant to educate viewers about the U.N., it would not air again until 2012 on Turner Classic Movies. Uh, script is by Rod Serling, which is kind of why we're doing this here and, and now. Merry Christmas, y'all. Uh, we i enough for El- Christmas. Yeah, yeah. As we were saying, Joseph L. Mankiewicz directed, while this is his only television credit, he almost literally produced half the movies made in the 30s and 40s in Hollywood, and picked up directing and screenwriter Oscars for *A Letter to Three Wives* and *All About Eve* uh, consecutively in 1949 and 1950. And if you're wondering, Mank was his brother, uh, as you know, the writer of *Citizen Kane* and, and uh, subject of the David Fincher film that I won't be rewatching anytime soon. <laughs> Sorry, brother folks. Of Mank. <laughs> I I will be watching The Killer again soon, if anyone's wondering. But yeah. Speaking of. Killer better than Mank. Got it. but, But Sterling Hayden was in The Killing, not The Killer. Sterling Hayden stars as Ebenezer, Daniel Grudge. He had already appeared in The Asphalt Jungle, Johnny Guitar, and The Killing. As with several other cast members, he was in Doctor Strangelove the same year. And Hayden would later show up in films like The Long Goodbye, The Godfather, and 1900. Ironically, Hayden did not particularly like acting, and he used his paychecks as a means to go off sailing. The Ghost of Christmas Past was played by Steve Lawrence. He was in a comedy duo, Steve and Eddie, with his wife, and later Edie, Eddie, Edie, I'm not from the 1950s folks, sorry. And later appeared his manager, Maury Sline, in The Blues Brothers. Eva Marie St. was Lieutenant Gibson. Her career dropped her in uber classics like On the Waterfront and North by Northwest just to scratch the surface. As of this recording, she is still alive and kicking at a spry 99 years old. Pat Hingle was the ghost of Christmas Present. Like Eva, he started his career in On the Waterfront, was one of Clint Eastwood's dudes showing up in *Hang 'Em High, The Gauntlet, and Sudden Impact and closed out his career playing Jim Gordon in the Burton and Schumacher Batman films. Robert Shaw was the ghost of Christmas Future. He was a capital A actor. He did tons of Shakespeare with the Shakespeare Memorial Theater and the Old Vic, but of course us film buffs know him as Doyle Lonigan in The Sting and Quint in Jaws. Imperial Me was Peter Sellers, Dr. Strangelove, Inspector Clouseau being there. We, We all know these things. This role was a rebound from a nasty heart attack that he's had, he had had the same year. You may have more recently seen him blankly smiling and staring off into nothing in Peter Jackson's Get Back documentary. Red played mother. She was married to Peter Sellers at the time and later showed up in The Wicker Man, The Good One, and The Man with the Golden Gun. Okay, I got through that. Uh, we All were right. discussing, there's, there's no prologue to this, so... Uh, the story is it's a Christmas Carol plus the UN. Is that that accurate? Yep. Enough? Okay. <laughs>
1: um, so it's a well, Christmas I, I Carol, was... but you know the UN is the is God, right? I yeah. Guess. I was I was drowning in the uh the
0: trivia of it all because that's my job. So I'm I'm doing mm-hmm. you know film guy here. You you said you were getting more into the um, UN slash imperialistic divide of the 1960s.
1: Yeah, I was pretty curious how this whole thing aged. Not well. It's very fascinating though. Like, <laughs> like some of it's very
0: interesting. It's some of it's, you know, like, well, I mean, a lot of it's well done. And then yeah, some of it is just like weird social studies class diatribes by a relatively biased teacher.
1: <laughs> it it really shows you I think it does a great job of illustrating how entire generations can just sort of just shift from right left to right or right to left without really necessarily having to rethink their uh, their values i mean i i remember one of my first jobs out of university was teaching in the
0: south carolina woods teaching environmental science and um i i do remember driving down country roads and seeing all these signs like you know you know, no UN in my life. You know, like, like anti UN signs, which in 2002 seemed like really bizarre to me. <laughs> I don't know why. I,
1: I, I mean, think, it, it was a
0: redneck stance. I was looking at yeah, just to,
1: to be clear. Yeah, <laughs> it was next to you know, the you know flaming Church of God and hellfire. That's still a thing, and I think it's still a like, conservative thing. But I don't, I don't think that the left is really pushing for like interventionism anymore not all. so much um <laughs> yeah I, I don't um even though obviously there is that dumb thing where every pretty much every congressperson voted to go to the war in iraq for something that had nothing to do with iraq but um or very I, little to do with i them. mean
0: i mean like i guess the u.n hasn't been completely successful in stopping wars as we see now or in the 60s or In the 80s or in
1: the 90s or... (laughs) Yeah, you you notice that that none of the ghosts really say we have to stop war. The ghosts are more like, well, there's war, so are you going to help or not? It's almost like war is almost treated like death and taxes in this scenario, which is sad. I mean, I understand Rod Serling, he was shaped like super shaped by world war ii and uh that probably would make you feel like like war is i mean and and you know war, war is kind of it's still going there's still plenty of war um but apparently our luck sort of the u.s's luck in these type of things uh went on a little bit of a downslide after korea And I don't think Korea was considered all that successful, except it, you know, did juice her economy up.
0: Technically, is still going on if we're looking at treaties or the lack thereof. Uh huh. (laughs) It didn't end, man. (laughs) So, but I also
1: don't feel like the ghosts would care all that much about whether the war ended or not. It seems just like we just got to stay there. I mean, at least public um, perception
0: wise, I guess the most involved I remember the UN getting is, well, yeah, Korea, I guess. And then, um, you know, Kosovo or whatever in the 90s, uh, Serbia, all the that Eastern European. I remember seeing a lot of, you know, blue UN helmets or whatever.
1: I think I saw a film about Serbia once.
0: I, I guess maybe America broke it a bit when with the second Iraq war, because I think the intention was to do that. and But nobody wanted to go. So, um So now that's just when
1: you know we went to Team America World Police. (laughs) Yeah, that's actually that's they'll make an interesting double feature with this. Yeah,
0: (laughs) (laughs) sure, why not? (laughs) (laughs) But um, Um, but yeah, there's like eight cans of worms. I guess if you want to break this down
1: politically. Yeah, it's it's very difficult. It's difficult. It's fun to talk about because it's really interesting. This is fascinating but i feel dumb because i don't know all the i don't have a bunch of talking points where i could be like and this is why the ghost of Christmas past was wrong when he said this I, or right I did, when he said that yeah no, i, I did, certainly I did. <laughs> didn't get that deep into thing um
0: well i don't know let's let's uh took a, quotes i wrote um oh he called his nephew
1: nephew i thought that was like a diss <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Wait did did you uh get the whole did you get the thing about how he was originally called Barnaby Grudge, A.K.A. B Grudge, but the studio thought that it was just shots fired at Barry Goldwater, so they made <laughs> him change it. <laughs> sure. So I, I, I imagine Rod Sterling was just like just just smoking a cigarette and being like idiots. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I
0: thought I thought I thought I thought Grudge was pretty on the nose in the first place. So
1: <laughs> yeah, probably... you thought that
0: was <laughs> you thought that was on the nose. Um, oh, yeah, I, I think that was probably better not to have him be be grudge. <laughs> I guess I got it though, because you know, I having recently watched
1: Oppenheimer, my note about him is, is this Senator Strauss? <laughs> yeah, well, I was like, is he supposed to be the Grinch because the Grinch came out about a year uh, ten years before this well, he's or the supposed book to be the did. Scrooge. It's obvious. <laughs> but I mean, Grinch sounds
0: a lot like grudge, so it's just, yeah, right. well, Grudge sounds like a like horror movies now, right.
1: Yeah, well that's yeah, that's a different different I Grinch.
0: Say, I will say Grudge rolls better with the ghost life than I, I remember Scrooge ever doing so because I remember and <laughs> Christmas Carol productions and movies and stuff, I seem to remember Scrooge flipping out whenever a new ghost oh. shows
1: up. And this guy's pretty like, oh, there's another one. This is absolutely the most uh dead inside <laughs> Scrooge that I've ever seen. <laughs> it kind of it gotta work because it's kind of impressive, right? Because there was so much uh, sort of screaming and melodrama in this, and then at the end, he's like, "You know what? I'm gonna have I'm gonna have breakfast in the kitchen." And yeah, That's sort of it. Yeah, he my last, my final note is
0: he's still just getting served by servants working on yep, Christmas.
1: <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, "Is the that really?" Credits roll over. Yeah, and they do. They do not look happy at all. They don't. They don't look like they give a damn where he's eating like oh whatever great yeah it's not <laughs> like
0: they're happy for tiny tim or something they're like here's your damn coffee
1: i mean chances <laughs> are if he's not eating in the kitchen they can just relax for a i'd second. well say they'd probably rather him not be there <laughs> yeah I, I it's uh but it's but at the same time it's a light touch in a in a genre i mean you call can you call Christmas carol movies a genre because I think you kind of can. I right? almost think you can. I mean, they're Christmas yeah. movies,
0: counts as a genre. That's why there's always the like, you know, Die Hard's a Christmas movie, it's in that genre.
1: <laughs> yeah, and there are probably less movies about a guy fighting his way out of a building than there are Christmas carol movies. Every Shane Black movie is a Christmas movie. <laughs> well, <laughs> sounds like he uh did that on purpose, so. Iron Man. 3, Way to Merry go, Christmas. Way to go, Shane Black. Thank, thanks for that gift of Iron Man three. Well, if you really appreciate it, <laughs> send him some lines <laughs> in the eighties. <80s. laughs> You'll beam them back to the eighties for him. <laughs> yeah. I um. Anyway, did he ever make a Christmas Carol movie? Probably did. Um. um anyway, I don't have his discography and fr- discography filmography in front of me. This genre is usually punctuated by a screaming. And highly agitated Scrooge, who then is super glad to be alive, and and but but it does kind of keep that Daniel hallmark. Of had these.
0: Three scotches before this uh started.
1: <laughs> they do have the hallmark of he's not really that phased until he asks whether he is alive or not, which is right. always a thing with these. Which which is, he's already sometimes... not told how
0: far in the future it is. But I guess his his um his his butler is not that much older, so.
1: It's it yeah it's it's one of those things that always kind of annoyed me about this is like the worst thing that could happen is that it's the future and you're dead now wouldn't you rather be dead in this world <laughs> this is one of those worlds where the survivor where
0: the survivors you know are envious of the
1: of the dead <laughs> oh no I I I'd, I'd I'd be okay in this future okay <laughs> I could scream me 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 over and over I think I could do it I'd, could you you know could you wear a ten gallon hat that says me in capital letters on it <laughs> yep. Uh huh. okay (laughs) yeah i i I tell you this i wouldn't waste a bullet shooting a guy who's up on a ledge probably aren't that many bullets right i guess we're jumping ahead now to the end of the film (laughs) well uh, i yeah
0: the 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 galactic core of this probably is peter seller's performance (laughs) with oliver reed on the sideline so um do you want to put a pin in it or get into it (laughs)
1: Let's let's put a pin in it because I do okay. have a lot to talk yeah, we're about. We're obviously not gonna that's, get out of this without yeah. talking about that. <laughs> no. So yeah, that's that's very interesting. Well, I um, will just so, scroll
0: up my notes away from that and then
1: we won't get there for a while. Hmm. So yeah, the the beginning, the opening is you know, Marley is dead in this this version of a Christmas right. Carol. And Marley's always dead, uh, isn't he? Oh yeah, but he doesn't show up. He doesn't show up in chains. He's and
0: dead, and stuff. dead. Yeah, yeah. 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 He could I mean, have. He hallucinates him a few times. I think that he was in the movie, but got cut out. Like a military uniform is like its
1: own set of chains, man. Yeah, it is. It's a bunch of... Yeah, you... You're, you're, what are your pips, but a bunch of chains. Yeah. Okay, there we go. So, somebody <laughs> loves that we said that. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, there was a, a bunch of lecturing at the beginning, which, you know, I, I kind of get it. But it's also interesting that it's just welfare it, it inextricably you know connects caring about the welfare of man with going to war in other countries it's just that's just the whole thing and so it's tough because man maybe we shouldn't always go to war in other countries but it's also just i i don't know what it's i don't know what it's like to live in world war ii that's gotta mess you up
0: yeah grudge and, makes uh, the brotherhood of man sound like a crappy band that plays at eat to the beat at epcot center
1: nobody rod serling if somebody had showed him (laughs) (laughs) if if um you know if somebody showed rod serling like hey we're in afghanistan for 20 years and it didn't do any good and it probably made things worse then he would just you know smoke a cigarette and say idiots
0: that, that was his go-to move i'm sure <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm painting a picture of the guy i want him to have been but i don't okay. you know he was probably pretty he was probably pretty sick of everybody's dumb stuff by then um <laughs> it's 1964 right we're what third season twilight uh, zone here? no we're
0: past that this is like maybe between fourth and or i guess they're in the middle
1: of the fifth season by this point so
0: twilight zone's almost
1: finished yeah. at this point um I, I like how confident his narrative is even if it's a little wordy.
0: Oh yeah, this thing's definitely together. You know, it's just like working out the politics of it's like the the briar patch, you know. Yeah. <laughs> cuz it's just so, I guess it's just coming from such a different frame of mind than we have now cuz we look at things and say, oh, social norms have changed, but this seems more like a, you know, a DNA way of thinking thing that just doesn't quite mm-hmm. compute in 2023. I mean, it's like it's like how you can, uh, you you can't really read Dante's Inferno without like notes because he's just talking about politics the whole time. If you know what he's talking about, it's fascinating. If you don't,
1: it's just a bunch of like words. Yeah, there. Are, sometimes I watch comedy anime that I don't understand at all, but I just watch. Laugh it anyway. at it anyway. You <laughs> laugh at it when something wacky happens, and you just assume that it's supposed to be funny. Yeah, <laughs> but um. <laughs> um but you know then we then we go to the the a-bomb and that is treated like maybe that shouldn't have happened maybe that shouldn't have happened <laughs> <laughs> so at least it's it's treating it like it is a complicated bunch of stuff what are what are the quotes i wrote down here
0: uh we have no war is anybody's war um mm-hmm. pe- oh yeah peace is putrefaction that was good i guess that's the <laughs> yeah, you know good He had already done Purity of Essence earlier this year. So now we're on
1: to pieces of (laughs) Putrefaction. Well, um, did you look up when the Vietnam War started? Oh, that's a. Our our America's involvement was August 1964. And this, you know, this aired, I assume December 1964, right? Yep. By Jim Morrison's daddy. Yeah. So (laughs) by Jim Morrison's. Wait, what? What did Jim Morrison's daddy do?
0: Started the. Did the uh, he was the general for Gulf of Tonkin, so technically you could say he Weird. started the Vietnam War. Well, maybe that's why Jim Morrison he was, was so pissed he's... off
1: at of the system. He's like, my dad started the war, man. <laughs> you think? Come on, baby, light my fire was just like a sarcastic response to his dad starting the the fire of war. No, that's when he said, "Come on, baby, bite my wire." Bite my wire. Which come on, baby, start my quag- quagmire. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, no, sorry um anyway uh, pretty interesting timing uh, I don't I think this would have been a different conversation five years after this because I cannot imagine I don't know a whole lot about later Rod Sterling stuff I haven't watched a whole lot we're of gonna that. get the night gallery eventually so yeah but I haven't watched it yet <laughs> so I, I don't know how he feels about Vietnam he starts I feel a like, more like a hippie that's cool so yeah, was, I assume he's not into to Vietnam very much.
0: One of one of his last
1: uh screen, I mean him showing
0: up on screen, not that he was an actor, but he showed up on screen a fair amount, right? Not here, mm-hmm. but uh it was maybe Ironside, and he shows us up as like a um like a hippie wizard or something. <laughs> well, cool. <laughs> Isn't Ironside a western? Uh no, I think the T V show, the detective show, I believe.
1: Hmm. I mean, yes, yeah, sorry. I mean, I know, we're, we're, yeah. We're,
0: it, we're not in the realm of shows I've actually watched. Uh, when I want to get my Serling fix, I you know, go for the Twilight Zone or Night Gallery.
1: Or check this it, this it check out when we do our Ironside podcast. Right, just the one episode. It'll in be one-episode podcast. 2355. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> will we have robot voices by then? Yes. Now I am
1: the Ironside. We will have AI do this these podcasts for us. For forever, all of eternity. Forever. <laughs> my estate will fund AI. Forever. Forever. $20 a month to have AI <laughs> record podcasts on every TV show in my voice like <laughs> this.
0: That's going to be a thing yeah. before, in oh, 20 years. No. People are going to put uh, out yeah, entire I've, podcasts. Just, something
1: that shouldn't exist.
0: Yeah, there's going to be TV show well, podcasts. Of I mean, the,
1: the ghosts of uh, Christmas podcasters doing it. I mean, there's already, have you have you seen the whole thing how you go to YouTube and there'll be a video that says somebody like Christian Slater tragic death or something, and then you click on it and it just is an AI reading facts about Christian Slater I or something no, or someone. No. No, there's YouTube just channels that are nothing but me. that. They say tragic death and then a celebrity that's not dead and then you click on it and it's just an AI thing, things about their life without talking about them being dead because they're not dead. No, I have not been... Uh, lured into that rabbit like hole. Thousands of people have, have subscribed to these. I assume because they think they're funny, which which I think is funny. Let's but... see. YouTube
0: currently wants me to watch a Space Nineteen Ninety Nine episode I've already seen. Uh, mm. Every roller coaster at Tokyo Disneyland and Tokyo Disney Sea. Oh, ten thousand every day. You survive in a grocery store. What? Have you seen the new uh, Top Thrill Dragster two footage? There's a lot of ride-throughs. I guess I've been watching ride-throughs recently. Top Thrill Dragster 2 looking pretty sick. Okay. Poorly aged 90s commercials. And I'm looking at a shot of the Twin Towers with Halliburton over it in red letters. <laughs> <laughs> I might be watching that All one right. later.
1: <laughs> I mean, and I just that, looked there. That fits a new with one. the
0: vibe of this movie, doesn't it? <laughs>
1: yeah i have a bunch of synthesizer stuff and roller coasters and uh star trek stuff and carry obscure karaoke and uh which
0: which actors have had a tragic death
1: um just christian slater i bet mean, i can say actor death and it'll just show it to me uh oh, but I'm not showing actually dead okay. i mean I, I posted the link on facebook so i just have to go to it but oh okay like,
0: anyway um let, let's let's roll back into this because we're, <laughs> we're the, for once I might say we might be too far off the rails uh AI. so why don't let's go ghost by ghost uh the ghost of Christmas past uh
1: he's uh, from the past question he, mark I said that with a question oh, mark yeah no 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 him? no no
0: I don't know I actually I interrupted you and I should just let you keep going um
1: oh so um okay Jack Nicholson. Five minutes ago, died on way to hospital. Jack Nicholson. Farewell, Tim Allen. Your courage and talent will be deeply missed. Uh Christina Applegate, your courage and talent will be profoundly missed. <laughs> Breaking. Simon Cowell, 64, identified in tragic news. Oh. Country star Tom Selleck, who touched hearts, passed away last night. Fans deeply mourn the loss. So all these country actor Howie Mandel, who passed away last night. Fans in yeah. tears just in 78 year old rod stewart identified in sad news 10 minutes ago arnold schwarzenegger is in a tragic condition due to a stroke 33 minutes ago died on the way to the hospital goodbye bounty hunter it's dog the bounty hunter okay seven minutes ago on route to the hospital we bid farewell to the legendary kurt russell is this one way ai is trying to take over society it's just so stupid because we're not going to expect it we're not going to expect how it takes over (laughs) 10 minutes ago regrettably 62 year old activist michael j fox has been identified and then there's a a picture of like identified this picture picture of people like carrying a coffin a bunch of people in a funeral procession and then michael j fox's picture is sort of posted in front of them like photoshopped in front of them two different places and it says on on the front on the front of that, it says Michael J. Fox was a very good person. So they got a coffin and pallbearers <laughs> in ten minutes. <laughs> this is so funny, dude! I can't, I can't, I uh, yeah. Now I have to stop. I'm just sending you the link to that, and then I'm gonna close this. But. <laughs>
0: Get rid of that. Like um, th- maybe the Ghost of Christmas Past is supposed to be funny because he's played by a comedian, but then he's on a death ship, so that's not so funny
1: nothing was i mean okay <laughs> nothing so far is funny as well as nothing so far <laughs> nothing so far is funny um it's it's sad it's not i i feel like it pulls some punches there's something someone says there's children with no faces we don't see children with no faces no the makeup couldn't handle that kind one. Of I guess. metaphor i don't know just put put some put a
0: put a shroud over their face because they're like, they all died for their flags. And I'm like, just get a flag at Target. And if there is no Target, as there is at the end of this, just make one out of leaves and a branch. And that could be your flag. Did did
1: I, the first thing I wrote in my notes was, this will not be as brutal as I want it to be. And that's exactly how I felt. Like I wanted it. it this could have been super hardcore and it was just not. And that's fine. But. It could have, because it's the whole thing when you're airing something on TV and it's kind of like you, you have the, you're, you're sort of politically, uh, morally correct doing stuff and it's supposed to be educational. You can get pretty raw with stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it, uh, I, I feel like it could have been more metal than it was.
0: Yeah. I mean, it felt, you- you well, you did a lot of the educational films with me when I used to look at those for the podcast, and mm-hmm. this has a lot of strains of that. I I thought a lot about the uh, Red Nightmare, which was you know uh, Jack Warner's production around this time with mm-hmm. uh, kind of also bizarre politics.
1: Yeah, it feels like Red Nightmare. It's you know, um I I, could, I there are several episodes of the Twilight Zone that are more harrowing than this film is, oh even yeah though it's I mean, in the again, christmas I, carol genre which i is keep usually I keep spitting
0: out death's head revisited which is like probably yeah. more brutal half hours of tv you're gonna find yeah anywhere. and
1: it does like the the uh whatever the dialogue does kind of do the death's head revisited thing for a, a couple of times where it's sort of just someone telling it how it is which is fine but it's not as hardcore as that was Right, no, um, but, but... I don't yeah. know, I'm, I'm, no, I'm not really complaining about that, I'm just, it's just sort of, a, it's just what it chose to do. I, th- I wrote a note that I guess is my
0: take on the flavor, which I wrote during the Christmas past section, which is uh, is Serling slash Sterling, now my social studies teachers. Which I have a degree to teach social <laughs> studies actually, but <laughs> I should be my own social yeah. studies teacher. <laughs> that degree is probably out of by Do you, by this do point. you
1: feel... What point in this film do you think that it was do you do you feel like anything was getting through to grudge at all until it came time for him to wonder about his own death well i guess he was uh, stewing <laughs> about things uh, in his post scotch haze he was kind of arguing like like hey it's pearl harbor dude pearl harbor what are you what are you gonna do what's pearl harbor it was a different time we were, we were pearl harboring super hard well uh, wait a minute we do see the Without and, a face, uh, basically i mean we after we get off the boat
0: we go straight to a that's a pretty hardcore situation you know the the burnt out planes of hiroshima is the pretty hardcore isn't it
1: yeah i mean it 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 went there i just felt like it could have gone i feel like it could have gone a little harder but okay that's, I a, mean, that's okay it was not really the thing is, I'm I'm sort of comparing this to other Christmas Carol movies, like Mickey's Christmas Carol, where Scrooged. like I didn't feel anything. Yeah, Scrooge, to an extent too. It's like some of that stuff was genuinely horror. Because yeah, for that, I actually have I
0: wrote down the note watching it last night. This may be one of the darkest scenes I've ever seen when they're in the you know the children's uh, field hospital.
1: <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, they went there a little it's like, bit. I've I've seen some of like you know the nuclear scare films. Like I, mean, I saw they, the day after when it came out. And I they didn't go there. That's <laughs> TV twenty threats. years later.
0: Yeah, that's TV twenty years later in
1: both cases. That's you know? true. Um, so absolutely, absolutely true. Yeah, that's fair. But like you said, if if you have a, but a arguably, that some Twilight Zones
0: went harder. Then obviously, there's yeah. a point to that, but. but yeah, I I I am gonna just have to throw out that for that oh. little bit, I think they were hitting the vibe that you're talking about. And then, you know, they come back Yeah, it's, it's time for Imperial Me and stuff, so <laughs> which where the pin is still in for. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> we still have to get to the present. Right. But, um I That's I my, yeah. I liked I really like the line he's um wait. Damn it! I I skipped ahead with my notes by mistake. Never mind. I was just gonna
0: be like in that scene. uh, (laughs) Withdrawn. Ava Marie saying she's fine, but it did kind of paint out like the. uh, Gee, this story doesn't really have a place for female roles, does it? (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let's make a ghost. Uh, (laughs) It was. Who's? Yeah, one of the ghosts in Scrooge is is played by a female actor, right?
1: Well, this is this is completely missing the uh, love story that usually is in these.
0: Yeah, I need so, to. Watch, uh, maybe this is the year I finally get back and watch Scrooge. Yeah, it's time to do that. It's been a I while. was thinking
1: about rewatching Muppet Christmas Carol, but Scrooge is probably a better idea because it's been longer.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh This not for being me, Scrooge, of course. But
1: do you want to get to the present? <laughs> sure, let's get to the present. Are we going to put uh, the past is... in the past? Yeah, let's just, let's take the past and just the ball present it up with and... Commissioner James Gordon commissioner gordon laying it down that's it's so weird i i looked it up because i was like he was in all four of those movies right it's like him and alfred didn't change but then it's it's weird how there were a few actors that kind of carried over even though to go from burton batman to batman and robin is like an unrecognizable great work if you can get it i mean why not he's great commissioner gordon i mean He's not Gary Oldman, but he's, you know, Gary saying, Oldman. he's not Gary Oldman. Or, or he's not um, the greatest actor of our generation, Gary Oldman, or in top five. What is in the
0: new one? Je- Jeffrey Wright's the new one. Oh yeah, Jeffrey Wright, also one of the greatest actors <laughs> of our generation. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm sorry, Pat Pat Engel, lesser than Gary
1: Oldman, Jeffrey Wright. Yeah, yeah, that's. Uh,
0: I think Gary Oldman yeah. has weird politics. So I don't know how he'd do in this movie.
1: <laughs> he's, yeah, he's, he's getting up there. Just, I think he's just one of those. Old Maybe man. not. Maybe not. Not as old as Eric Clapton, but I think that Eric Clapton is probably worse than him. So No one's as old as Eric Clapton. That's Well, true. you know, he's got to <laughs> make sure to stay alive long enough to make sure that his dead kid can't recognize him. Right. So the song comes true. Hmm.
0: Well it probably looks different now than he did 1989. Yep. Mm. Okay. Also heaven isn't real.
1: Anyway, uh <laughs> that, that angle. <laughs> um doing a great job. I I I uh, I I love him in this. He's he's fine. great. What I really loved was that set. If you that that's
0: on my tripometer. <laughs> <laughs> the minimalist set, and then there's like giant sections with tons of people just suddenly lit. I'm like Okay, that's cool.
1: Yeah. So um, uh, the thing is, my notes—I don't know where the the demarcation point is between present and the future. <laughs> my he notes walks is a which door. sucks. He's just, it keeps me like walk <laughs> through a door. Uh, every
0: place is another place. They said something like that. I—I <laughs> I think I
1: took a lot more notes about the future.
0: Okay, no, that's fine. That's that's where we we are all to live the rest of our lives. So.
1: Hmm. Yeah, um,
0: we get we only get future, nothing else. Oh, I, I did like that. He tried to do the tablecloth trick and do the worst job than Pete Bakeman and Ghostbusters.
1: <laughs> yeah, of course, may, you know what it made me think of that table flipping game. <laughs> oh yeah, there's a there are like three of those in Atlanta now. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it was such a novelty when it was here ten years ago, wasn't it? I know two
0: different arcades that have table flipping games. Well, it's a good game yeah yes what's fun to
1: watch i don't have i actually have no urge to play it but i like to watch people play it it's yeah it's once you play it a few times you kind of get it you're just you never really know if you did well (laughs) like a bunch of numbers go up does it give you tickets or tokens or anything
0: i don't think it's a ticket game okay because that'd be fun if you then you know
1: how well you did so Hmm. maybe i mean i don't know tickets are so fickle ticket games but I don't know. This um, new arcade has a flaming finger that dispenses tickets. Okay. Remember, I, flame I, and... I, I have a lot of hot take notes about the Ghost of Christmas present. Okay. Please so, hit me with them because
0: I didn't take enough. Okay. Um, you, should I start with the more sane ones and work up to the. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see. This ghost isn't wrong, but he is getting insufferable, to be honest. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, Present ghost is a statistical downer, statistical dump, damn him and his math. Uh ah, the ghost the, of Christmas present just wants to vax everyone.
1: That's a quote from Eric Clapton. Um <laughs> the, the, the some did he say time happened here, Mr. Grudge? Was that his line or something? am I did I skip head to future already? Um I'm not sure if I even wrote that down. Okay, well, never mind. Yeah, I I noted that it sounded like he said Mr. Grutch. Okay, that's really helpful. Yeah, now I'm getting into my future
0: notes. So, um, okay, no, this
1: totally future because it says calendars are past tense now.
0: Okay, yeah, I think
1: I think Robert Shaw kind of like got more into my,
0: (laughs) yeah, I mean, we were (laughs) about to get, (laughs) I mean, Pat Hangel, great, you know, all respect to Pat Hangel, but we're about to get to um, Robert Shaw and Peter Sellers. Uh huh. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so let's do that because we've just been like chomping at the bit to do it. <laughs> um, yeah which... i I made a note that that Robert Shaw seemed like someone who did too much cocaine and then cut it with alcohol to take the edge off. <laughs> <laughs> that might be true. For <laughs> 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 what I understand yeah. he was not necessarily completely acting in jaws. <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't. Wasn't there literally like bad blood between him and Richard Dreyfus for the entirety of the rest of his life? And then his son made a play about it, and then Richard Dreyfus was mad at his son because he kind of made Richard Dreyfus look like a jerk. <laughs> in the play, you know what I'm talking about? I don't, but it's a fantastic yeah. story. <laughs> we'll get into that someday on the Jaws episode or something.
0: So yeah, we we go into the town hall with Oliver Reed in the town hall. It's all nuclear burnt out i gotta love a good apocalypse set uh it it made me definitely think of the uh late 30s movie uh things to come where you see the burnt out town i don't know if you watched that one no um
1: it really just to me was like oh we're doing mad hatter now so suddenly it turned into an Alice in wonderland film which is really pretty fun well it might have been the apocalypse thing but i
0: picked up on (laughs) sellers as kind of a proto mad max villain
1: yeah, I mean he's a good Mad Max <laughs> villain. He's a good um it's just uh it, really the vibe of the uh when the scarecrow shows up in Dark Knight Rises, where he's sort of doing a court thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. The scene that was supposed to be Heath Ledger, but you know, Heath Ledger died. Right.
0: Anyway, you know, yeah, yeah. That they got that going in that movie. That's one of the reasons. Batman villain
1: stuff. Were, yeah. You know, what it's it's Batman it's talk today. Classic Batman villain stuff. featuring oh commissioner Gordon's not here anymore no he's he's (laughs) in the present we're in the future now (laughs) yeah he's now dead uh the the line that where he says where where are we he's like the leftovers of the craps game after they rolled the h-bomb and nobody made their point great line
0: yo fantastic i'm glad you wrote that down oh here's another one just for the trekkies uh which are which some of the listeners here certainly are um i also thought about Q's courtroom scene and encounter at Farpoint had this kind of vibe.
1: Yeah, and the obsolete man courtroom also, because that, that was felt like weirdly tall. Yeah, it absolutely got Q vibes from this too. It's just you know classic villain thing. Even though I don't know if he really does all that much villainy, but. <laughs> these just seem so insidious (laughs) you know Uh, he's He's using a microphone that's not plugged that's
0: that's got a frayed cord and then offers it to other people so they can talk through it
1: (laughs) but i I also was just like they basically just invented twitter (laughs) it's basically twitter
0: yeah okay that makes sense Uh, well no that's
1: i think it's more x because it has to (laughs) go get more nuts (laughs) <laughs> the best uh line i i saw about that and i may have, forgive me if i've done this on another podcast but um someone reported it as uh twitter currently known as x that makes even less sense okay no that makes a lot of sense they're just saying that you know x is just what they're calling it now for now yeah, yeah all of the you know all of I mean? the under the hood stuff says still twitter says twitter.com twitter.
0: yeah you still tweet yeah so. yeah
1: you have to pay people to update your website. You can't just <laughs> change some of it and then call it something else. Think of you how much time you'd save if they
0: did change the web address. Because then on those many occasions you want to visit, visit Twitter.com, you would just do the letter and it would be easier. I, I think someone else X, owns pro- it. Yeah, it's probably a nope. porno site. Nope. It redirects
1: nope. to Twitter.com. Oh, okay. well, someone it redirects did... to Twitter.com. Someone did it their job redirects.
0: during their 72-hour shift.
1: <laughs> oh boy you know what x just told me marvel just fired jonathan majors uh, they didn't already <laughs> well
0: they just did okay does it who tragically died uh i don't know the his victim i don't know oh i was asking on on twitter
1: I, oh twi- twitter no, doesn't i want don't to think t- twitter doesn't <laughs> I, i'm not following that not on twitter. yet not yet <laughs> not yet <laughs> let me get uh, some more bots I'm, in there maybe if his victim is listening i'm sorry i i believe you and i apologize you're you're not dead okay <laughs> <laughs> uh what is the quote no, really here? i do believe you
0: oh oh no the actual sellers quote here imperial me quote is no 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 it was the um um what what was the uh butler's name ben, ben? no I don't, I didn't get it. Maybe they didn't give his name. I don't know. Cause he makes like a really good speech. He was absolutely cool. But then he says, I can't let you kill me and runs off and gets in jumping position, then shot. So
1: he was yeah. cool. I mean, he was good.
0: He was he cool up until he
1: said, I can't let you kill me and ran away. I can't let you kill me is a weird line. Yeah. And then he died. <laughs> I think, I think it's a weird thing when you're, when you're sort of just, all he's doing was saying, you should get involved. And then you're sort of like, sort of fashion yourself as the somebody who's super important don't. I mean, we don't know how much of the country is like this it'd be funny if that's just all the people on earth are just in that that one town and then of course Seven it's the kid the kid in the cowboy hat that actually shoots him that's that's Not always colors yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah wasting a bullet how many bullets do you have seriously can't have that many bullets left I bet they can find bullets. They don't, I mean, they
0: definitely don't seem clear how isolated or not isolated they are. You know, they like, might be the only people, but then they talk about meeting other people and driving them away. So obviously, some, at
1: least there's some mutants out there. Well, this is always, a, isn't this always a problem when you're going to do something futuristic, but you can't make the whole thing about the future? Is that the problem with scale is you can't explain the entire world to the viewer in the amount of time that you have? without everything just grinding to a terrible halt so we don't really know what the world is like we don't right well they I, don't either I, I watched like one episode of walking dead and then stopped but i'm i'm sure that eventually you get some idea of what that world is like over the course of three hundred thousand episodes
0: although to be honest i watched the first episode never got back to it as well so
1: <laughs> yeah one good but you know uh <laughs> hey that's the uh, Atlanta okay cool <laughs> Or is it downtown? Yeah. It's been 10 years since I watched that. <laughs> I mean, it was funny. I, I, My favorite thing was how it said, don't open dead inside, but it looked like it said, don't dead open inside because don't the words weren't spaced out inside. all that well. Don't dead open inside. Okay. Didn't walk like that tent? thing where you could read it horizontally or vertically, but you probably would read it the wrong way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> when you have things with an unclear reading order that's that's exciting Hey, you should try anywhere where uh, things are written all sorts of ways sometimes it's backwards sometimes <laughs> it's up and down yeah uh trend i, like up and I down. no i don't because if you want to use oh. the photo translator it doesn't work Oh, <laughs> your, your photo really? translator
1: doesn't know how to do that right yeah oh, damn you'd think they would have figured that out by now because i mean yeah. i had the the early early version of that the last time i came to japan which is 11 years ago I mean that's the traditional
0: but, stuff. So most of the time you don't need it, but yeah, a few times I, I've had I, like like a sign at a park or something, and then it's written that way, mm-hmm. and then it's like, well,
1: I ain't translating that. And it's like all I concrete. use it on arcade games like all the time, and they never do vertical text. So uh, nah, it's probably like, not vertical. Not in the code, or, yeah, computers don't understand up and down. Well, you know, it's it's not uh, not not great design. I don't think to have text going straight up and down on a horizontal screen. We, we um, are, getting back to this, we are at basically
0: peak sellers, I think, because 1964 is strange love, shot mm-hmm. in the dark, him having a massive heart attack. That's all 1964. <laughs> wow. that's Nothing says peak like that time you have a heart attack. And show um, up in two classic films. It, although I feel like shot in the dark isn't quite as well regarded these days. Am I wrong about that? I just feel like I've I never seen it. Okay, it's good, but I haven't thought about the Inspector Clue so much recently. Did they did they finally like did they water it down by trying to cast his son multiple times? Um his son? Well, there was a, but was it Benini that tried to be the Pink Panther or Inspector so once and then Steve Martin did it
1: for a couple of Steve movies. Martin is who I'm thinking of, but I don't I don't know. I feel like that franchise was sort of just beaten into submission. I just saw the first like like most people our age. I watched the first movie thinking it would be a cartoon panther, and then it wasn't. And I was. And Peter Sellers is actually barely in that one. I was disappointed at the time. I've watched it a couple of times since. Wow, there are a lot of other ones. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. The Mm. second and third ones are are my sweet spot
0: for those. Uh, Shot in the Mm. Dark and strikes again maybe i don't know it's been a while basically my aunt was obsessed with those movies when i was a kid so as a kid i just saw them out the wazoo but i haven't watched them recently yeah. i bet i'd like them more now than i would have when i was expecting it to be a cartoon. Uh, target <laughs> but, early 70s ones i think is the right okay spot.
1: yeah it's um but you know that they uh anyway back to what we were well, watching I we were I found about the Sellers dead here. celebrities again <laughs> i don't know how that happened um, um yeah, uh, <laughs> cause see yeah you later because yeah. i remember
0: later maybe in high school discovering dr strange love and then my aunt didn't like that so much because it was too hardcore for her but now i'm obviously mm. not obviously there's some obviously there's some inspector clouseau fans but i i would i mean dr strange is
1: kind of like like you know a seminal work i that's think. I mean that's much more of the type of movie that I like than any of the Pink Panther stuff. Yeah, people have not forgotten <laughs> Doctor Strange of where I'm sitting here wondering if people have no. forgotten the Pink Panther. You know. Yeah, I just thinking uh, that there would be a there. I feel like bringing the Pink Panther into the modern era would be very easy, and maybe it's just not a. Uh, it could have been something like it just gotten tied up in all those MGM things and just ended up in. I think there's quite a bit you know, of.
0: You just the, the uh, sellers was bringing the magic sauce to that role, maybe because of his yeah. weird blankness. So how familiar are you with sellers? Uh, medium,
1: I guess. OK, he was uh, a
0: weird dude. Like, apparently I, he had no personality. <laughs> well, that's I've kind of heard the same thing about Phil Hartman. Yeah, that that could have been the case. But yeah, with sellers, yeah. it's like, I mean, he, he got married and divorced several times, basically because his wives were like, there's no one home. <laughs> that's, uh, that's very that's, interesting. That's I mean, also,
1: I, um, what's his name? Uh, from Portlandia, uh, Fred Armisen. Fred Armisen. yeah. Do I really? I strongly dislike him. Like, I, I don't. I can't even tell you why. But I don't. I don't like looking at him. <laughs> I like, like Portlandia, I don't like, but yeah. I I've, you know. I've, I, I've watched two episodes of that, and I hated it. And I never laughed. And I, I, I always felt like
0: that way about Reba McIntyre for some reason,
1: and I don't know interesting. why. <laughs> I mean, I could, I could definitely see that being kind of a weird empty vessel person uh, oh i don't know if she's an empty vessel but... or anything but uh <laughs> <laughs> i'm know. just like uh, I know for some oh, that's reason, not what you're talking about
0: yeah i just have a weird aversion when i see her on a tv screen it's not even her fault i don't know what it is hmm. maybe she seems too much like the bless your heart sort of lady that might
1: be it i think that's i mean it. I, f- I used to feel that way about bless hugh grant but then I saw Hugh Grant in the Dungeons & Dragons movie, and he was so good in it. Oh, he's having a wild
0: second act of his career, I guess. A uh, Cloud Atlas. Third? That's a, th- a great third uh, act. Uh, when, that was 10 I need to watch Cloud now, Atlas. But, yeah, he's good in Cloud Atlas. Very weird in Cloud Atlas. So, And um, I heard
1: now he's all the Oompa Loompas.
0: Is he? I, I, um, I
1: thought about seeing mm-hmm. Wonka yesterday, but I went to the onsen with Maddie instead. I, I heard he's all the Oompa Loompas, and apparently he hated like every second of the experience but then the director said something like he cast him specifically because he's a jerk (laughs) because he gives off that vibe so i'm like this that sounds pretty compelling i mean i don't know
0: um anyway what i was saying with sellers is uh, one look at his smile as imperial me i mean it's weird and blank you know he's doing that ridiculous accent which you know he was a master of accents but uh that's why I like um I brought up the Peter Jackson Get Back documentary. I guess you, you didn't watch it because it's 9 hours of the Beatles and I don't think you're that deep on the Beatles, but there's It's
1: I haven't watched it. It's not, I might watch it at some point. It's not like super I'm not dying to watch it. I'll anyway, there's like. a scene where Peter Sellers shows up. The Beatles were friends with him. Uh, one of
0: their famous uh, bootlegs is like called the Sellers Tapes where they did like White Album demos at on Sellers' boat or something. I don't remember, but um hmm. He shows up and it's like, oh, hanging out with the Beatles in the late 60s. And of course, that documentary makes it look more like a fun time than the uh, let it be one did. So but yeah, hmm. Seller's just in the background, like smiling like a loon, staring at nothing. And the, you get the impression that it's weird. He's like in the hippest place ever. They like him. He's there. And he's just like, Duh. you know, it looks like he's I don't know. It's it's so weird. Um, that's why I would put
1: my favorite Seller's is uh, being there. Have you seen that one? Yeah, I have seen that. That's a great movie. Um, what I was gonna bring up as far as evidence of him being weird is the opening scene of Lolita. Always, I I've only seen that movie once, but I that definitely made a huge impression on me. Like his whole shtick at the beginning of that is weird.
0: Yeah, that whole movie is pretty weird.
1: Especially the whole movie is weird. Now. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not. I mean, as I understand, it's not like a, a fantastic adaptation of of the book but i don't really know I, I got a copy of the book for free at some point i, I would read put it.
0: that out as i would suggest that as being kubrick's worst movie um hmm. unless you I, I don't know maybe the first couple of experimentally documentary sort of ones might be but uh as far as like actual yeah. proper theatrical releases I, I put lead at the bottom of the pile because barry mm-hmm. linden at least ends up being so bizarre uh, and, and it's one of those movies you can just start it anywhere uh, like I was yeah. saying, Zodiac. I think Barry Lyndon's another one of those where you
1: could just start that movie anywhere it doesn't matter <laughs> I I think well my feeling when I was watching Lolita in general was that it sort of was too quaint for the subject matter but I didn't want it to be less quaint than that mm. <laughs> you know I don't I know there's a more recent one with Jeremy Irons which probably is better but also I kind of don't want to watch it
0: yeah it's not really an appealing story to watch one and uh... no I I'm actually, I have Lolita on Blu-ray, and I've never watched it. So uh, just because I got yeah. a Kubrick set, uh, you know,
1: yeah. So it's it's one of those things where I think uh, you're supposed to hate Humbert, Humbert, but maybe it's uh, not not the best. We <laughs> like, end up no, no everybody in the movie that... in the end. <laughs> yeah, it's it not like it doesn't do the best job of making you not identify with him at all because it doesn't really give you a protagonist
0: that's why 1964 is peak sellers and not 1962 okay I, I say Kubrick has not peaked yet even though dr Strange of is great I his comedy peaked in 64 but again that's maybe because he had a comedian and three starring roles the same comedian when do you think <laughs> that Kubrick peaked uh I mean that's you know I, I, we, we just had the discussion I'm a dork for 2001 uh I guess I'm just going to be lame and say 2001. But they—that's the tricky thing because he made some great stuff after that, of yeah. course, like really great stuff. Like I can't it's, say The Shining is a peak, you know.
1: The Shining I, I like, don't know feels so like if I, I... like
0: post-peak in like a good way, and Full Metal Jacket feels like it's post-peak in a good yeah. way, and Eyes Wide Shut is just insane.
1: I—I <laughs> I was lukewarm on Eyes Wide Shut, and when was the last time you watched that? The first time I watched it was a year ago, and that was the last time I watched it. Okay, that's enough to yeah. I'm it, not. It, you don't need to reassess it then if you watched it last year. <laughs> it was good. I just think I was expecting more from it. I was expecting it to be bigger, and it's a very small story. I mean, the Kubricks I'm going to put on are maybe Doctor Strangelove,
0: definitely in 2001, The Shining, in the first half of Full Metal Jacket.
1: I think honestly, Doctor Strangelove is my favorite Kubrick movie, but like technically he wasn't really doing anything with it compared to a lot of his later stuff so it's hard for me to you know what i mean it's like a, like how my What's favorite Tim Burton look,
0: movie it's, is it's made to look kind of cinema verite though it's kind of yeah. intentional you know because kubrick was coming kind of from a documentary or a f- photography film uh film set mindset so uh yeah. i think dr strange that was a nice pivot point for him where he kind of gets to do his old stuff and you know like they they of course they didn't get the military's help for that movie but they did um <laughs> like kind of try try to sneak information
1: and then build the stuff accurately which is kind of funny um i mean there's almost nothing i like more than a dry like pitch black comedy with absurd like highlights you know it's just there's that's you know my favorite type of thing uh shin godzilla did it Same translate
0: thing. Did it translate with you that I mean? Ba- if we count the fact that Sellers played three roles, you get like half the leading cast from *Strangelove* in *Carol for Another Christmas*. Because yeah,
1: we got, got Jack the Ripper himself. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's um, it, I was trying not to get obsessed with this performance, and I don't think I really. I I also, going snapping back to the future, like we were talking about earlier. I pointed out that that uh, after everyone just started yelling jump that it turned from Twitter into 4chan. Um, <laughs> I'm fortunately in the case. I mean, I hear the,
0: the words 4chan thrown about a, a lot, but I still don't really have my head on what it is or
1: what happens there, which is probably for the best. <laughs> I mean, it's just a terrible message board with terrible people in it. I mean, there's whatever. Yeah, some, it it's whatever every I don't, I don't know what to say about it like i'm sure there's some some fun that was had there but and i hate to say oh it's shorthand for bad mm. because that's kind of annoying when anything when anybody does so with anything like nah, i'm comfortable saying that next door next door is just bad mm. but you know but okay. also you go to next door to find out whether your neighbor is on fire or not sometimes
0: well, this is this future town's one where you'd need to go check if your neighbors on fire or not so I guess it makes yeah. sense
1: yeah next story would just be a post it's like this idiot said that we should talk to people and they tried to jump and I shot him <laughs> and then all the comments are like ugh, idiot
0: <laughs> jump
1: <laughs> <laughs> he should have jumped okay yeah. well anyway uh, that that felt a little incomplete that whole thing um but you know Robert Shaw was doing a great job of chewing scenery. The, the the all the times that peter sellers wasn't on screen Yeah,
0: i will say they did such a that that was quite an epic battle of very different tones both <laughs> trying to chew <choose> the scenery <laughs> most like not quite at the same time but almost at the same yeah. time cuz definitely different tones between the two performances which is I, you know great
1: <laughs> yeah that could that scene could have gone on longer but it probably went on longer than the other two scenes so uh, well they're just like i think they knew this was their their money you know <laughs> yeah or their un membership yeah it was um, basically this is sort of like like a thing you said there were four of these to try and convince people to join the you to they wanted to make six
0: but the last two did not actually get made or didn't air or both hmm. so the Do idea you know was anything to about six the others uh I was well I we started 5 minutes late so I didn't go down Ooh. any particularly deep. You can search
1: that if you would like, but I will see if I can find anything really fast.
0: Oh god, this is a time enough podcast. I I guess I need to throw out a few questions uh if oh, anyone yeah. went through something resembling the twilight zone to which I would be like mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. a Christmas Carol kind of is the proto Twilight Zone story, like the archetype
1: for the general twi- that or and or O Henry. You know, <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. I Yeah, the Scrooge always—it's like no matter what—it's like the Spider Verse. No matter what happens, Scrooge always goes to the Twilight Zone. Especially, yeah, especially
0: for the uh, in this particular production, the Ghost of Christmas Present felt very like in the Twilight Zone segment. You know. And you mentioned mm-hmm. the vibes of the obsolete man. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Think
1: I mean, there, I, now anything, I'm now talking production, but as far yeah. as
0: just, I feel like Ebenezer Scrooge and Daniel Grudge, they always
1: go to the Twilight Zone. So yep, they always go to the Twilight Zone, and they always deserve it. As I was about say, they, I was like, Should I even bother <laughs> asking that question. <laughs> of course, Scrooge deserves it. So of course, Grudge deserves it. Um, if anything he got off easy. He just sort of saw some things that were enough to mildly upset him.
0: In the maybe. end, he, he apologizes to his nephew and doesn't even remember doing it, basically, because, oh, you called me at 3 a.m., did I? Yeah, you said to come over and you'd apologize, did I? Okay,
1: I apologize then. It's like, that's weird. <laughs> it was just one of the ghosts impersonating him. <laughs> like, hey, <laughs> I mean, what, you're going to want he, to come here.
0: And he woke up, passed out on, the, what, his front step or something? What happened there? I...
1: I don't. I don't That's remember a, exactly. His, how that his happened.
0: return to uh, his house from the Twilight
1: Zone was notably weird. <laughs> <laughs> it it feels maybe not entirely formed. If we really get it, I was about it. to say. I was like, <laughs> maybe they didn't quite know how to wrap this up. <laughs> uh, they, I guess, they felt like it would be unearned or weird if he was just like, "Whoa, no, thank you, nephew. Let's join the UN Merry right Christmas. now." <laughs> I got you a. Uh, some hemp, young man. <laughs> I don't know. You can smoke it. <laughs>
0: uh, I guess you can't actually. Smoke I got it, you. Yeah.
1: Uh, I got you a bomb to drop on the people of Vietnam. <laughs> I got you a bomb-shaped <laughs> bomb. <laughs> I got you. A, yes, I got you a, a skull of a child that was killed by American forces. So uh, that, that would be a dark ending. Is that the darkness you were looking for? <laughs> I don't know, you know. There's Scrooge has to. I don't. know, don't, What would it look like if there was a Christmas Carol movie where Scrooge just didn't learn anything? I guess that would be funny. That's almost Scrooged. That's why it's a fun movie.
0: <laughs> I don't he remember does in the end, but yeah, he, I feel you know, like he Bill does. Murray. So he's
1: the well, he has to. That's the story. But like you said, but he does get the Bill Murray through most of the movie. It makes sense, you know. It makes sense that it was just one night that he wouldn't learn that much because in Groundhog Day he had to endure thousands, thousands of, years of years just to learn how to play the piano. Yeah, I mean, really? <laughs> oh, come, come on, it's not that hard is it? He should, no, it's yeah. Not that seriously,
0: hard. okay. I he, mean, the he piano seriously.
1: Part. I could learn to play the piano in like one year. I mean, come on.
0: Yeah, especially
1: if you're just kind of like <laughs> playing boogie woogie. <laughs> Isn't he just playing boogie woogie in that movie? Yeah, I mean, I I have mixed feelings about that movie because it basically, I think, assumes that you achieve nirvana when you have sex with your co-worker. Oh, no, no. The key to that movie is, I think I've said with you... on oh, the, podcast, the insurance thing?
0: buy the insurance. Once you buy the insurance, you get out of the loop.
1: I mean, I like <laughs> that better, but I don't feel like that's what the movie's saying. Well, if watch it again and you'll, you'll decide that's
0: the case. Um, okay. Let's trip-a-meter that's... this one. Ooh. Um... Hmm. 3.5 okay I, I was going a little higher than you i was thinking four mm-hmm. uh i was thinking christmas isn't that trippy. oh it's a little trippy especially if you're eating the mushrooms that look like santa um <laughs> then you're gonna have a real trippy christmas but i would say a chris a, a christmas carol probably is the the trippiest corner of a traditional christmas so
1: i this is how i feel is that grudge grudge's perception was not altered all that much by this experience like I think for a high tripometer score, you have to, you have to have like someone kind of destroyed by the Twilight Zone, and <laughs> he wasn't really that destroyed. I
0: make that argument a lot, but the things that pushed me a little higher than three point five up to four is the Coast of Christmas present set was extremely trippy, and mm-hmm. uh, Peter Sellers' entire performance was five on the tripometer. <laughs>
1: yeah, that. Yeah, that. If it was just that, it would have. Been... But, the, but it almost seemed to know that you couldn't make the whole... It, it seemed to want to make the whole film that, but I couldn't do that. And
0: it maybe, I don't know, maybe yeah. Maybe they should have rethought it a little bit and uh, focused on that. And They should have made Mad Max too early, but they didn't know they could do that
1: because Mad Max was 15 years out. But, but, but it's like what... The thing is, in, in any Christmas Carol thing, usually if there's a storyline, it's in the present part not in the future part you know what i mean <laughs> like that's where the red nightmare vibe there, there, comes in there there might be a, a little bit of a story in the past but this this the structure of this is basically the past is stuff that has really it's only stuff that he talked about the present is sort of a just uh hanging out for a minute with no real structure and then the future is a story lots of food so though a lot big spread there until the ghost destroys yeah. it yeah, I mean, we, are, you know, you got to have food in your present. Mm. I don't know. You got to have food, except for no you food. better for, eat uh, that. There are people food. starving right over there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> not not children yeah. starving in Africa. They're right on the other side of the room.
1: Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's, yeah, it's a very strange, it's a strange choice. But it's like, you're clearly, they were just like, well, give, give Peter Sellers a character in a story. He has an arc, kind of. <laughs> it's just like a short line. I mean, like, take, the cri- take the Christmas
0: out of it. Take the last section. I did notice on YouTube, there was a just watch the section with Peter Sellers video. <laughs> but if that were a single episode of the Twilight Zone, because you could work that out to about 25 minutes, a little intro, yep. a little, that would be a great Twilight Zone episode, which I guess is yeah. part of the charm of this production, that it's a little wonky, you really have to sit there and um break your brain over the politics, but then you just get that like nice pure segment of insanity.
1: Well, the whole thing is that if this was a Twilight Zone episode, what would they cut? They would cut all the conversations that all of it. You know, well, it's yeah. like it would be easy to cut you cut you cut all the stuff for people who are in a room talking about Talking about politics, the the whole beginning with the well, nephew.
0: you'd have the red nightmare set up. He's being nasty to his his nephew and his help mm-hmm. still. That's fine, and then maybe he has his red nightmare, and the red nightmare is just that segment. That yeah, so it's, it's, I mean, it's still got the Christmas Carol template on it, but it's no longer that's Christmassy because that there's nothing Christmas about that segment.
1: <laughs> I would argue, yeah, there's not a whole lot about Christmas. But, I mean, any of the, segments, the Japanese really. thing isn't very Japanese. Yeah. yeah. Actually, i mean yeah, wait not, japanese not christmas thing, the this. japanese thing is it i meant to say the japanese thing isn't very christmas not that it wasn't very japanese okay <laughs> sorry um, i no. <laughs> i was
0: just having the realization of how little christmas at all is in this do you even, i don't think we yeah. see like a christmas tree in this do we
1: that was just you know <laughs> not that, that we need that, to that I'm did just... not occur to me until just now either but yeah it's uh, there's like it's no christmas
0: imagery in this which is actually kind of cool <laughs> I think that's more Christmas, what Christmas literally. was like
1: in the 60s. I think maybe it was a little later when lame boring Christmas really lo- like piling it on the, the <laughs> or, or maybe Serling was just trying to t- trying to do this light touch thing here which you know was good. You know it's it's in pretty lame when you just have to scream Christmas at people and and shove trees in their face and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's uh and you could argue that the, that a Christmas carol is Christmas carol. Movies are usually more about just life and about capitalism than they are about Christmas, Mm -hmm. because you could take that story and, but structure and apply it to anything really like Christmas is not, I don't know. The, the, the birth of Jesus is not really an integral part of any of the, the, the Christmas carol stuff for the most part. It's just more like, it's more like, hey, this is a time of year when you should not be a garbage person. So stop being a garbage person on this day. This day that you should tomorrow, be better. Boxing Day, you can be a you yeah. can
0: box people.
1: Yeah. Either <laughs> box way, their you, ears.
0: Can, you can you can box their ears, or you could put them in a box, or whatever. Just yeah, you can be you'll be a garbage person on the twenty sixth.
1: Yeah. Okay. I think it's returning your presence.
0: Is that what that means? um gee i know people we can ask um (laughs) Hmm. i guess we will wind this down uh it's time enough podcast on patreon we're on podcastio podcastius. of course we do this usually with the twilight zone films and filth where we talk about really good movies and really bad movies dr strangelove coming up in the next few months uh boop boop video game podcasts with uh luke loves pokemon hyrule field report and game game show yes yes boxing
1: day is a day to give gifts to poor people
0: oh okay so okay then i guess you can start being an arse on the 27th then yeah okay there we go glad we got mm-hmm. that worked out <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's very important uh happy boxing day everyone happy boxing day don't don't God let to box christmas us everyone <laughs> don't let the christmas ghosts get in your bed
1: unless they're robert shaw i bet he was a monster